a great evening. Um, 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 as I uh, was preparing this lesson, I found that it is not easy uh, to preach about a sin, you know, because I don't want to condemn. I don't want to want anyone to be feel uh, to feel condemned. And also, uh, another uh, special difficulty for me to preach about sin is that, you know, sometimes because of my uh, less liberty of English speaking, sometimes, you know, my language may sound that I am, you know, talking to somebody here, but I don't mean it, you know. So please understand, even if I say something you know, uh, a little bit inappropriately because of my language barrier. Please understand that I am not trying to judge or condemn anybody here, but I just try to uh, encourage ourselves not to, you know, fall in this sin. Um, we ministers are uh, preaching about sin listed uh, in the Psalm, uh, chapter six, I mean, Proverbs chapter six, verses. 16 through 19, and I am assigned to preach about the sin of lying, uh, which is listed in verse 16, uh, you know, lying tongue, and verse 19, the false witness, uh, which breeds false, uh, which breeds lies. Um, but uh, tonight, I would like to talk about those sins in the lens of the New Testament, you know, um, lying tongue, which means lying. Uh, we have uh, a verse, not necessarily a verse, but, you know, typically uh, expressed against lying. We have a verse in uh, Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, verse 9. Uh, but in my view, in that verse, lie, lying is not just a lie, but it is about unrighteousness in general. Uh, because it is talking about the old, the, you know, lifestyle of the old self. So it is not just a lie, but it is about all kinds of unrighteousness. And in Revelation chapter 28, uh, 21 verse 8, uh, it is talking about uh, judgment, the judgment day, and all liars, uh, including uh, with the other, uh, you know, sinners, will be thrown into the uh, fire, you know, eternal fire, which is the second death. But again, the liars are not talking about just liars, uh, those people who speak lies, but unrighteous people, wicked people. So lie is a kind of representative of the unrighteousness in the New Testament, as I found. Um, so, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, if that is true, then we don't have very many uh, Bible verses in the New Testament against uh, lying or liars. But we know that it is assumed. We should not be a liar, you know. As I said, the, if lying is a representative of the, 
of unrighteousness, of unrighteousness, then you know we should not lie at all uh, as Christians. So, but uh, very interestingly, in the New Testament, uh, we find uh, a sin uh, condemned and warned against very frequently, even by Jesus, uh, which is hypocrisy. So. In the lens of the New Testament, I, I will talk about hypocrisy uh, instead of lying itself. And false witness. False witness is also uh, the sin that was warned against in the, the Ten Commandments. You know, uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, one of the Ten Commandments is, do not bear false witness against your neighbor. But in the New Testament, we have passages uh, quoting the ten, one of the Ten Commandments about the false witnessing, but we don't have the direct verse that uh, you know commands us not to for, uh, not to bear false witness. So, uh, in the uh, through the lens of the New Testament, I found that you know uh, gossip, slander, false doctrine—I mean, teaching false doctrine, teaching false gospel—or uh, and or uh, misrepresentation of the church or the truth can be uh, that kind of sin like false witnessing. So I will talk about the, uh, the sins. First, about hypocrisy. Uh, first of all, about this, again, this sin, Jesus, uh, very frequently taught about against this sin, you know, uh, especially um, the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and scribes. For example, Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 18 is t- talking about uh, practicing their righteousness, you know, to be seen by others. And Matthew chapter 23, if, uh, almost the whole chapter is talking about the uh, you know, hypocrisy of the Pharisees and scribes. And uh, Jesus even called seven woes to them because of the hypocrisy. And Mark chapter 7, it is a little bit different, but uh, Jesus talks about the, you know, vain worship, you know, lip service kind of worship of the, uh, you know, uh, hypocritic people, hypocritical people. We'll talk about this too soon. Um, and also, there is a, an exceptional record in the New Testament in uh, actually Acts chapter 5, uh, verses 11, uh, 1 through 11. Uh, it's exceptional in that it is recording about an immediate punishment of a sinner, I mean, of two sinners. It's not, uh, it's not you know, very common in the Bible. Not, not only the Bible, but uh, especially in the New Testament, we can find that, you know, uh, God punishes a sinner immediately. But in Acts chapter 5, we find one occasion that God punishes the, uh, you know, sinners immediately, right away, even by death penalty. Uh, You know the story, Ananias and Sapphira. 
some devout Christians sold their properties and brought their you know, money to the church, uh, to apostles, so that they can dis- distribute that you know, money to people who are in need. So they were challenged, Ananias and Sapphira, they were challenged by the devout Christians, and they also sold their property, but they hid some of that money they got from the selling of the property, but they said falsely that it was the whole money they got from the selling of the property. They were lying. And Peter pointed out that they were lying. And Peter said they were not lying to just men, but to God. And God was angry, and they, they were killed right away. So it is a it is a very rare um, occasion that God punished sinners right away, like even by death. And by what? Because of what? Because of what sin? Because they were uh, committing the sin of hypocrisy. So, in the New Testament, we found that. We can find that Jesus very frequently and sternly taught against hypocrisy. And also in the New Testament, the, you know, in the book of Acts, we can find the very exceptional you know, uh, immediate, immediate punishment against, uh, against the hypocrisy of Ananias and Spira. So by these things, we can know, we can notice that you know, we should not do hypocrisy in the church. So hypocrisy is a sin based on lying. It is composed of a liar. It is not true. It is, it is, it is kind of disguising or pretending. So it is based on lie. So we are going to talk about the sin of hypocrisy. What is this? Okay, uh, yeah, probably. This happens because they uh, transformed from one file to another form. Yeah. So the first uh, form of hypocrisy that Jesus condemned in Matthew chapter 23, verse 3, is that preaching without practicing. Preaching without practicing. They preach but do not practice. Jesus is talking about the scribes and Pharisees who were hypocrites. And Jesus called condemnation to them, upon them. And Jesus said, why? Because they preach but do not practice. So, uh, Matthew 23 verse 4 says, They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They don't want to do. They don't want to practice what they preach, what they teach, what they believe, what they know. But they teach, they preach to people. So that is the hypocrisy that Jesus condemned. In the New Testament, in the uh, in the New Testament, but it is still in the New Testament, but this is Jesus' teaching, and you know, the apostles taught, this, taught the same thing to the church. 
For example, James chapter 2, verse uh, uh, 14 through 16 says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? He has faith. He says he has faith, but he does not have works. Can that faith save him? It's a rhetorical question, right? No, that faith cannot save him. If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without actually giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that is another rhetorical question. No, there is nothing good in that. Even we may think that we are saying a good thing, Oh, we may, uh, we may be doing right thing by praying or you know, saying good things, good words. But if we are capable of doing something, if we have some good you know, actual means to help the needy brother or sister, but we do not give them what, is, what the brother or sister needs, really, but saying, just, just saying, you know, go in peace, be warm, be filled. I'll pray for you. It's hypocrisy. That's what Jesus warned, Jesus condemned, you know. We say something, but we don't, we don't do actually what we believe. Another example is 1 John chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. But if anyone has the word goods, and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart, oh, sorry, his heart against him. How does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. If we just, you know, love in word or talk, what Jesus would say to us, you are a hypocrite. But we have to love in deed and in truth. Love should be genuine. You know what? Uh, Romans chapter, two, verse 19, uh, chapter 12, verse 9 says, love should be genuine. The word genuine there in the English Standard Version uses genuine there. And the genuine, the original word is and hypocrisy is on the prefix for you know not hypocritic love should not be hypocritic that's the verse says so we should love really we should love in deed and truth otherwise Whatever we may say with our word, with our mouth, is a hypocrisy. And First John chapter four verse twenty is a very similar verse, but it is about love. You know, we say if anyone says, but we also say this: I love God. But if we still hate our brother, we are liars. We are hypocrites. For 
he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. This verse does not, uh, uh, does not say that we have to be careful about what we say. But this verse is saying, I mean, teaching us that we have to love our brothers and sisters. Then it is enough. By loving our brothers and sisters, truly, we are expressing our love for God. We don't have to say that we love God. If we truly love our brothers and sisters, it is enough to express our love for God. But if we just say, I love God, but we don't love our brothers and sisters, we are committing hypocrisy like Pharisees and scribes who Jesus condemned. Another one is uh, Jesus condemned in Matthew chapter 23, verse 5. This one says, you know, uh, they do all their deeds to be seen by others. To be seen by others. This one is determined by the, mm, you know, intention of the person, by the heart of the person who is doing something apparently good, but his heart is not right. That is a hypocrisy. Even though what he is doing uh, seems good, but because, uh, because God knows his heart, God is not mocked. And God condemns him as a hypocrisy because his intention is wrong. His heart is wrong. This kind of hypocrisy, Jesus thought, uh, um, where? Let's look at that. Sorry. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Page four. Uh, Matthew chapter 23, verse, uh, verse 25 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. In other words, they have the heart disease. They have the disease in their spirit. They have the wrong spirit, not holy spirit, not godly spirit, godly mind, but they have a wrong spirit. They have a wrong mind. They are double-minded worldly-minded, but they want to be seen by others as righteous people. Even though they do something seemingly good, their intention is wrong. Their heart is wrong. So Jesus condemns them. You hypocrite. Woe to you. In Matthew chapter 23, the, the same chapter, 27 to 28, Again, Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly, outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. 
God knows our heart. God knows our heart. Jesus is not saying, so, you know, be careful about saying something or doing something. But Jesus is saying, make your heart right first. Make your spirit right first. How? We have to be born again. We have to, we, we have to follow Jesus. Not only his actions, but also his spirit, his mind. Have the mind of Jesus. In uh, in the New Testament, according to Jesus' teaching, we have this uh, teaching to the church. Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. We have an example of hypocrisy of this kind from Apostle Peter. Coincidentally, this morning, Kyle mentioned this one, and I was, you know, you know, interesting. Um, it was interesting to hear. When Cephas, Peter, Apostle Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him, Apostle Paul opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, James was an elder at Jerusalem church at this time, he was eating with, I mean, Apostle Peter was eating with the Gentiles. He had fellowship with Gentile Christians. But when they came, Peter drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party who were coming from James. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him. And this passage, uh, after this one, uh, in verse 14, mentions Barnabas. Barnabas, he was led astray by Peter. Because of Peter's hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. This is a, it is, a, you know, Peter was fearing, fearing the peers, Jewish fear, uh, peers, and he wanted to be seen right by the Jewish peers, and he did wrong to Gentile brothers. This is hypocrisy. And First Timothy chapter four, verses one through three, Apostle Paul says, "Now the Spirit." I mean, this is one uh, is predicting the future time, but the future time has come. Probably now is the time. We are living in the time that Apostle Paul predicted. Now the Spirit expressly says, expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose conscience are seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from food, that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. So obviously this one is talking about the believers, by those who believe and know the truth. But among the believers, these people will come out, and they are insincerity, uh, insincere liars. 
Here, interestingly, the, the word, the original word, Greek word, uh, behind insincerity is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy of liars. Okay? They want to be seen right. They want to be seen holy by doing something. You know, oh, I'm not going to marry because I'm holy. I'm not going to eat some, such and such food because I'm holy and different. But it's a hypocrisy. Okay? God gave all foods for us to eat. If we can digest it, we can eat it. If we don't have any allergy, we can eat it. If we are not, you know, if we are thankful for the foods, we can eat anybody, anything. Okay. So, uh, it is not right um, thing to forbid something to be seen by others. Another one is Second Timothy chapter two verse five. Chapter two, uh, chapter three verses two through five. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, of, uh, proud, arrogant, abusive, obedient to the, uh, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless unpeaceable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. So this one is exactly what Jesus was condemning. Having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Their godliness is not true. Their godliness is, is not, it's just a pretense to be seen by others righteous. Another one, I'm sorry about this in a mess, but let me read this. Another one uh, that Jesus mentioned in Mark chapter 7, verse 7 is that, in vain do they worship me, teaching the commandments of man as doctrine. So basically what Jesus is condemning as hypocrisy here is that, you know, sticking to the human traditions, avoiding God's commandments. If I read Mark chapter 7 again, well, did Isaiah prophesy, uh, prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, these people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. These people have a heart problem. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrine the commandments of man. You leave the commandments of God and hold to the tradition of man. Even Jesus said this, you have a fine way, sophisticated way of, way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. Many churches nowadays worship according to their traditions, not according to the commandments of God. So we also are capable of, you know, falling into that kind of uh, error. So we have to always search our worship or examine our worship if we are sticking to the words of God, if we are worshiping according to the commandments of God. 
as we do. And in the New Testament, uh, to the church, Apostle Paul says this, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. We can say or we can do many things, but if we don't have, I mean, if we don't have love, in other words, if we don't put the holy, right, godly spirit in it, in what we are doing, we are just committing hypocrisy. We are doing just, we are following just human traditions. We are not sticking to the commandments of God. Another one is uh, very interesting. Uh, Jesus says, uh, chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others, you blind guides, straining out a net and swallowing a camel. What Jesus is condemning here is the hypocrisy like by doing something easier or something that can be easily seen by others, the person avoids the weightier, the greater, the more important commandments of God. For example, I think this is a great example. James chapter 2, verse 15 and 16, again, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you say, just says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? By just saying good words, it's easy. By saying good words, they can be seen by others. They can be heard by others easily. The person is avoiding the true matters, the true deeds. Helping the needy with what they really need. This is a hypocrisy. Okay, I'll pray for you. Well, why don't you visit him? Why don't you visit the brother? Why don't you stay with the brother? But just saying, okay, text, calling. I mean, you know, if you don't have time, uh, if calling or texting is the best thing you can do, that is, that is okay. I'm not, I'm not saying texting and calling is not good. But... If you can make time to visit the person who is in the bed, if you can make the time and effort and, you know, even invest something 
that the brother or sister needs, but you avoid doing or giving actually something to the brother, but just saying, I'll pray for you. You are my prayer, okay? I hope everything good for you. Just saying, by just saying, we are avoiding the main, I mean, the greater thing, the, the more important things. So that's the hypocrisy Jesus says, like James pointed out here. Probably our, you know, bit banned in terms of time of preaching to that tonight. Sorry about that. Fourth witness. Fourth witness. Like I say, said, Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, you know, the one of the Ten Commandments is uh, not to bear false witness against your brother, uh, your neighbor. Some of us would say to, to himself or herself that, you know, would a Christian ever violate that commandment? Because false witnessing in the law of Moses uh, was given assuming the court system, you know, legal system. But we are not in the uh, legal system any longer in the New Testament time. But as I said, through the New Testament, the lens of New Testament, if we see this, we can find that we have to be still careful about this sin. Fourth witnessing based on personal relationship could be gossip and slander. Witnessing falsely against my brother or sister or neighbor, co-worker, my friend, family members, still possible. Rather, still happens a lot. I'm guilty of that too. Gossip and slander is a kind of sin of false witness. What about this one? About Jesus, his gospel, and his church. We are to, I mean, we are called to be witness of Jesus. We are followers of Jesus. But if we, you know, represent the truth falsely, if we teach falsity, then we are false witnessing Jesus, our Lord. What about this one? Concerning Jesus, his gospel, and his church again, if we do not represent him rightly, if we misrepresent Jesus and his words, and his love, and his teachings, and even his church, wrongly, then we are fault witnessing. And we can witness falsely Jesus and his gospel and his church by hypocrisy, and even by not witnessing him, by just staying alone without doing anything for him. 
because we are called to be witness of Jesus. Gossip and slander. We know in the in the you know New Testament there are many verses that we can quote against. I mean about gossip, uh, which is talking about talking against uh, slander and gossip. For example, Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter twelve verse twenty says, uh, Pastor Paul is saying, "For I fear that perhaps when I come, I may find you not as I wish, and that you may find me." not as you wish, that perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander, gossip, conceit, and disorder. Paul is talking to the Corinthian church, New Testament church. We are New Testament church. We also are able to commit these sins. And some of us are always already doing. So we have to be very, careful, be very careful about this sin. And the next one, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, not only slandering and gossiping, Apostle Paul is warning against evil suspicions. Evil suspicions. What does it mean? Why don't we imagine or think good about our brothers and sisters. Instead, imagine bad, wicked things about our brothers and sisters. Even thinking bad things about our brothers and sisters is a sin, like slandering, like gossiping. Have you think about that? Have you thought about this? Don't think even negative things against your brother or sister, against the church. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, if there is anything good, adorable, excellent, dwell on it. Apostle Peter, the same apostle who wrote this, said that. And James chapter 4, verse 11 and 12, points out that if we speak ill against our brothers and sisters, we are not doing the law of God, but speaking evil against the law and judges the law. We are lying. Even if we are not lawgiver and the judge, we act as if we are a lawgiver and judge. So we are lying. That's wrong. That's a hypocrisy again. And Jesus says, Matthew 7, Matthew 7, he says, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye? But do not notice the log that is in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your, out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. What does it mean? Why? Why is it hypocrisy? 
he has a bigger problem. You know, people who are slandering or people who are you know, nitpicking or fault-finding against brothers or sisters are doing something wrong, you know, bigger wrong. Why? He is not loving the brother or sister. He thinks that he is protecting the church or he thinks he is building the brother or sister up, but actually what he's doing is not loving tearing down the church. So he has a bigger problem, but he acts as if he doesn't have any problem. So he is a hypocrite. The look in his eyes is that he doesn't know that he has to love the brother and sister. He doesn't know that he, doesn't, he should not say anything negative or bad against their sister or brother in the church. That is the log that Jesus is talking about. Another kind of false witnessing is, is, uh, is against this you know, commandment Jesus uh, gave us. You will be my witness. We have to be his witness in all the world, in our community. But if we fail to do this job correctly, we are not doing our job right, and we are misrepresenting him, his love, his word, and even his church. We are misrepresenters, not witnesses, but false witnesses. And what is the ramification? What is the result of that kind of false witnessing, misrepresenting? Matthew chapter 23, verses 13 and 15, Jesus was talking against the Pharisees and scribes, but we can do the same thing here 21st century in the United States, in Beaufort, around us. But what to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites? For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. We, we are not drawing people to God, but we are you know, pushing them away from the church. For you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you travel across sea and land to make a single proselyte, and when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. We teach people not by truth, not by true love, but our wrong spirit but our but by our you know errors sins simple hurts so we are misrepresenting 
Jesus. We are not representing Jesus as ambassadors of Jesus, but we are misrepresenting him and false witnessing him. That's a sin. And we are devastating other souls by our errors. And as we saw earlier, Apostle Peter did this wrong. At this point, I would like to point out this thing. By his hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. By what? By their hypocrisy. Hypocrisy and all, by all other, you know, all kinds of mis misrepresentation, misbehaviors as Christians, we put splinter between God and people. Even as we have to draw people to the church, to God, Oppositely, what we are doing is putting splinter between God and people. So, by our hypocrisy, gossip, slandering, false witnessing, it is our all lying, deception, and misrepresentation. And by our sin, if we commit that sin, we separate brothers and sisters. We tear down the church. We scatter people, even brothers and sisters. And we also separate from the church the community. Instead of bringing the community to the church, we push them away. Go away, go away. It's like that. By our falsities, by our failures, by our hypocrisies, by our misrepresentations. And we are not helping the work of Jesus, but we may be hindering his work and helping the work of Satan. It's a serious matter. It's a serious matter. So, finally, because it is a serious sin, even in the New Testament church, that we always are capable of committing, we have to be very careful remembering this Warnings in the Bible. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, there will be also, uh, that will he also reap. If we sow hypocrisy, we will reap hell. If we sow true righteousness, what will reap eternal life, eternal happiness in heaven. Revelation chapter two, I mean chapter twenty-one, verse eight, clearly says that. 
But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually moral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, including hypocrites, hypocrites and misrepresenters, false witnesses, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death, which is eternal death. In other words, hell. So we have to be very careful about this. We, we should not think that, you know, oh, okay, we don't have the uh, verses that are talking against the, you know, lies or the, you know, false witness. But we have those sins based on that spirit, based on the will of God. So, uh, you know, again, I'm not, you know, sometimes I, as I use the personal pronoun you, I, I'm, I was a little bit, you know, uh, a little bit um, uh, uh, I mean, um, a little bit uncomfortable, but I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, uh, avoid it because of my language barrier. But I was not condemning you, but I was just saying uh, what I wanted to say uh, in general. So, um, but I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that we are trying our best. Our, we love our, I love our congregation, that we are trying our best to stick to the commandments of God and to be true to the truth. But also, but still, we should not forget that the very critical, very dangerous, very uh, temptational, the scene of lying, scene of slandering, scene of gossip, scene of hypocrisy are, you know, uh, looking at us. If we have any uh, chasm or crack in our spirit, that can creep into us and devour us and bring us to hell. So that's what I wanted to say tonight. So let's be careful about those sins.